podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Leeds Up Podcast. I'm James and I'm joined by Rocco D. Hello. Rocco is in Austria, is that right? That's correct. Just outside of Graz. And James is I'm in Menorca, sunny Menorca. We're, we're both we're both on the beach already, aren't we? Yeah, and hopefully Leeds won't be on the beach until after Spurs. I uh, I hated missing the game against Newcastle. I was I was anxious. I quit, we landed and I quickly well we quickly got our transfers and, and found a bar immediately. But um, yeah, I don't like missing them, do you? No, it's awful, and I wasn't happy about it either. But I was able to watch it at least in a bar with. Uh, so there was like fifteen of us on the stag do. Fourteen of us were Leeds fans, and we walked into this bar, and there was like fifteen Geordies already stood watching the game. We thought, oh, here we go. I thought, yeah, they they were good lads, so there was there was no trouble. Oh, good. Oh, before we dive into it as well. Um... Episode sponsored by BathandBly.com. Can't miss that out, can we? Justin will be having our guts for garters. Go to BathandBly.com and you can buy all your optical stuff, binoculars, cameras, film gear, used gear, you name it. Great, great work. Great, great business, great website. Make sure you check it out. So this was one of those games that was absolutely bonkers. And I don't know about you, but did you think we were going to get anything from it going into it? No, I didn't really. I, I, I've, I'd fluctuated. You know, sometimes I thought that we would, sometimes I thought we wouldn't. And on the morning of the game, I just thought it's going to be a three. So I was pleasantly surprised. Well, obviously go into elements of the game, but the, yeah, it, it felt like the game was winnable for us and disappointing not to get three points. And Bamford, bless him, he did a week of eight from a lot of Leeds fans on, on Twitter and, and actually left the social media network and uh, yeah he's, he's the one person that you would want to have a, a fantastic game get a goal get his confidence back it just wasn't to, meant to be was it no nearly was because he'd done the he'd done the assist beautifully it was a lovely floaty cross in with his weaker right peg and then yeah if he'd have stuck the penalty away it's it's happy days but yeah it's it's frustrating in it I think I like everyone else. I mean, I was I was angry. I mean, I feel bad now. To be fair, because when he missed, I was <laughs> I was spitting feathers. You know, I wasn't angry that he missed. I was I was angry that he took it. But yeah, obviously, what's happened in the aftermath is is absolutely outrage. You know, push comes to shove. You know, the guys just missed a penalty. You know, that, that's it. But yeah, I mean, like, I, to be honest, I am annoyed with Big Sam on that. I think it's I think it's ignorant really or I don't know lazy incompetent you know not to not to address the penalty taker situation you know it just seems like it never even entered his which is annoying really for a manager of such experience you know everything else he seems to be doing great but yeah I I blame him for that it should have been Rodrigo on that a million percent I think everyone agrees we've been saying it for the last few weeks on the podcast haven't we that Rodrigo is the informed striker and you want him to have the chances. And we were almost surprised that Bamford was in ahead of him. But you can see what quality Bamford does bring. You know, it is the holding up the ball. It's crossing it in inch perfect to Rodrigo. 
but it's always it's always been the finishing that is he's just not there. And that's not his that's not his fault. You know, it's the limitation of, of his game, isn't it? You think about him in in, in the Bielsa side and a, a team that creates lots of chances, and then he's going to get a few of them and he's going to bury them. But in a in a side in its current guise, where we create very few, you need someone clinical. Definitely, yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, it's it's not Bamford's fault. You know, Bamford no, no. is what Bamford is. Like he he's it's not Bamford. You know, the person that's missing that it's the Leeds number nine. And you know that's that's what we've got. That's what we've decided to have. You know, he's got this. He's got a weird reputation, really, now Bamford, because you know a lot of the fan base don't rate him. You know, myself, I've you know, I admit, I I don't think he's good enough. I think we should have upgraded on him. But then at the same time, like everyone's always yearning for him to play. You know, when whenever he's injured, you know, we all think we're better with him. So it's a really weird situation with him. But at the end of the day, the failing. Like all the players, you know, as we we mentioned previously, they're, they're set up to fail, and and you know, the failings on on Leeds, you know, we we've known what Bamford is. He's got his positives, and the negatives are that you know he will he will miss chances, and and you know chances that we we often rue. So you know that's not his fault. He, you know what, what what's he really doing wrong? You know he's just doing what's asked of him, and he's doing his best, and and that's that. So you know, as always, you have to push it up the up up there, and you know blame Orta for his lack of recruitment, but you know mainly really blame Radrizani for for sticking by Orta and and basically letting all the standards of the club slip when we really needed them to to push on. Junior Furpo's worked hard to get that red card all season, hasn't he? For a couple of seasons, yeah, honestly. I don't know what to say. I mean, a few weeks ago we were saying, or I was saying that, you know, I'm not worried about him anymore and he just looks like a competent, decent Premier League fullback and then he goes and pulls all those stunts that he did. I mean, I, I don't feel like enough people have talked about the inexplicable fall to the floor. I don't know how or why he fell to the floor leading up to the penalty. Obviously, Vober's like you know badly at fault there. He's done exactly what Stroke got hammered for by Allardyce. <laughs> exact same penalty given away the next game, which is crazy. But just falling over, and then yeah, we could talk a few about a few of his fouls, and then the handball. Oh my god, I've never seen anything like it. It's never. When when that was given handball, I thought it's a little bit harsh, but it's obvious that he's. His arms are up there. Why are they up there? And there was a little shove in the back, I think, which may have put him off balance. But even so, I mean, that's clutching at straws and with my Leeds hat on. So, you know, like you say, it's what 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 is going on? Especially given, I think he was already on a yellow at that point as well. It just seemed to be like pushing and pushing and pushing for that second yellow constantly. I don't know how it wasn't a yellow card. I mean, it's a it's a it's a deliberate handball. So. I don't know. Then if that double double jeopardy thing comes into play around balls, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, he got there in the end. And to be fair, you know, at least he took the guy down outside the box. So you know, one 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 positive on Furpo's performance. Uh, it could have been worse, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty happy that he's not going to be there. To be honest, now for West Ham, probably Strike comes back in. You think? Yeah, I was thinking about this today. It's I think it's got to be Pascal, hasn't it? Which isn't ideal, but you know we should have signed some more left backs. So McKenny, much much better. Did you think? One thing when he's you know this massive throw in that has all all of a sudden come about. 
where he's where he has the ability to th- do a throw in for like fifty or sixty yards or whatever it is. It's the way he lines it up like an American football pass on his like slightly on his right hand, isn't it? I absolutely love it. Yeah, because I never <laughs> saw it against City. I, I never, didn't see the game, so I've not seen him do it. And the first time he did it, like yeah, he sort of like bends to the side, doesn't he, to get as much trajectory as he can. And uh, yeah, it's a sight to behold. Like McKenney's. He has, he has got ability. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Like, you know, you can tell that he's got real ability on the ball. You know, just the way that he passes and the way that he touches the ball is, is a, you know, it, it is quality. Of course, there's more in his game lacking, but yeah, I mean, Big Sam bringing in Cock to, to protect, well, protect the defence, I guess, but really in a way he's protecting the midfield or helping the midfield. And that's exactly what we need. Like McKenney needs that hundred percent. So, you know, I don't think he was brilliant or anything, but you know, I'd I'd play him. I think I think I would play him in that three. And uh, yeah, happy of course that he he took Rocker out and uh, so both Greenwood and and Forshaw did well. The midfield's always been a what well, I say always in the last year or so has been weird where it's been experiment with and people brought in and out and again it was another one at the weekend where Greenwood was in the side and you know I think a few few people we might have even said you know give Greenwood a go at some point but he looked rusty and expected him to slot into to that role in a Premier League side against a team that's you know top four it was never going to be easy and he was sort of losing the ball quite quite easily I thought his passing was off but then the whole teams was off and that's you know you don't want to single out someone like Greenwood for their passing being bad when Actually, the whole team and their preparation for possession-based football in the last year has been has been dreadful, and it shows. I think when Sam first came in, Sam Allardyce, it was. I think he said in that press conference, "It's it's about being positive and being in good possession when we have it." And I don't think he'd really watched us, has he? I know. I think, yeah, it's certainly for a lot of that game, you just almost wanted them to just pump it forward, aren't you? Because you're not really. You d- I don't really have the confidence that they're going to be able to play it through midfield but like, I think I think the job that Greenwood came in to do I, I, I think he did it I don't yeah. know I mean I had had a few pints so maybe <laughs> maybe I'd have been more critical if I was watching a bit more tightly but uh, I, mean, I thought I thought he did fine I thought he did really well leading up to the penalty that was that was really nice play so yeah no I'm, I was I was I was happy enough I, I don't think I don't think Rocker would have done any better to be fair but I thought Greenwood was good and Newcastle are a bit of a weird side, aren't they? Like, you can see that they're sort of well-rounded. They know where one another are. Their passing's very good, but it feels like for them to kick on, which they'll have the money to do it next year, being in the Champions League, which I think they'll get that spot. They'll buy someone who's you know another level. It'll help them kick kick on a bit. I think it's a tough one for them, though. Like they've done so well to get to this point, and then you know getting that next caliber of player in could upset the uh, upset the balance couldn't it somewhat but yeah I think I think they'll just they'll continue to progress I'm sure and they were a good side but yeah like you say they didn't cause us that many problems Isaac didn't really he wasn't really able to yeah to to rip rip through us at all and you know I guess Wilson showed his quality in his two penalties which were both absolutely emphatic in in two different ways especially the well the first one was was beautifully placed, wasn't it? They're right right along the floor, unsavable. And then the same with the second. It's yeah, it's just the 
But plus your quality from a player who's, you know, not that expensive. I don't know what they pay for him, but he's the type of player that, that we could have got, I'm sure, but didn't. Maybe we're giving Newcastle quite a lot of credit, but we should probably say our defence is pretty good and Sam, had gonna, has, Sam has done a good job of, you know, tightening that all up and, and then playing well, considering there's, you know, been the change in putting Christensen in there as well. He did well, Christensen. And uh, yeah, I think I said last night, last week when I was, well, I was sort of hammering him a bit, but I cringed a bit listening back to that, especially in the aftermath of all this online abuse. But uh, I did at least, well, I was angry because of Forza signing him, basically. But I did say that I was hopeful that he could be a decent centre-back, and I think he can be. You know, he's he, he, he's got the attributes there. And yeah, a bit more confidence and, you know, just getting into the swing of it a bit. So far, so good. Don't want to get carried away, really, because every time we seem to praise anyone, then it's just like, do some catastrophic mistake a week later. But yeah, doing well. Caught the ball nicely for his goal. Obviously a lucky deflection, but uh, nice of him to, to be there, get the shot away. It's a weird one. I, I didn't I didn't even react when it went in. It's like almost like the net didn't, didn't bulge. I didn't realise it had actually gone in until it was like too late to even jump in the air. Well, I didn't expect him to take a shot. So, And then when he did, and it went in the back of the net, I thought, is, is this going to be offside? Is it going to be <laughs> rolled out? Yeah, I was exactly the same. Uh, yeah, it was it was weird. And who would you go for in terms of your man of the match? How do you think Robles is doing, by the way? Robles? Yeah, I think he's doing absolutely fine, actually. I mean, again, I've, like, I, I still sort of feel like Melier probably should be in, but, you know, having seen Robles and, and how he's doing... I think I'm I'm comfortable with it, you know. I, I still feel like he's a downgrade on on what Melier is because I rate Melier so highly, but at the same time, Melier's, you know, he is making so many mistakes. It's like you know, enough's enough, I suppose. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a really positive change. That I mean, we've not conceded more than two goals with him. Maybe we can get a clean sheet against West Ham, but he looks he looks competent, doesn't he? I mean, I don't, I don't think he's put a foot wrong, really. You just cursed another player, Walden Rocker. Um, sp- speaking of Melier, actually, it's, a, it's probably a good thing to you know draw a comparison against Bamford. That Bamford's got so much stick for missing, you know, the penalty and and the miss at Leicester as well. And you think of all the chances that Melier could have saved in those in April, where we hemorrhaged goals. And it's the same thing, you know. It's it is that cliche of you know win win together, lose together, but it, but it is. Very, very true here, I think, as well. And they're two positions that haven't worked for us in recent weeks, up front and in goal. And I think switches needed to happen for Melia. Maybe that needs to happen for Bamford just because of his confidence more than anything. But we're running out of time though, aren't we? Yeah, it's a funny one now, isn't it? Like so so much has gone on with Bamford and by such a sorry state of affairs, you know, a week ago, well, no, is it two weeks ago now after Bournemouth, you know, you've got the players getting absolute, you know, barrage of abuse for, for not responding to the fans and having to apologise. And then now it's the other way around. It's just like, you know, it's the last thing we need, all this all this nonsense. But yeah, what do you do? You know, Big Sam will maybe feel guilty by taking him out, but, you know, he's got to do what's right for the team, you know. You know, will will Bamford just respond and, and grab a goal? I don't know. I mean, you know, he's it's a funny one. I, I, I like sometimes I think like he's better when it's just instinctive, but then like that sounds so crazy when you look at the, the Leicester chance. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think he'll play the same team again, to be honest. And and I wouldn't really complain too much at that, you know, unless maybe Forshaw has more minutes in him. But yeah, Forshaw. I don't know. Just, it depends whether Rodrigo can do... If he thinks Rodrigo can do the job that he needs Bamford to do, like, yeah, we all... We, well, a lot of people think that Rodrigo's a better striker than Bamford, myself included, but he's a very different striker. So, yeah. What what are you losing out? I, I don't know. It's a tough one still. Osho had a really good appearance. There was that moment where he tracked back, worked his ass off to get to get the ball and dispossess them. And he's he's a crazy state of affairs that we're still having to rely on for sure, isn't it? And you know we've said it and we're we're on repeat, but it it, it is just back to poor planning and poor poor signings really over the last few seasons, and it really is. Everything's coming to roost, and we're in a we're in a sticky situation. Um, yeah, man of the match. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's a t- maybe, maybe I will give it to Forshaw. I mean, he did play well. I mean, and I'm a I'm a big fan of Forshaw, and, and you're right in what you're saying. But then at the same time, he's a he's a very good player. Like I I, I completely rate him. You know, I I think he's I think he's a Premier League level midfielder. Oh, you know, it's, yeah. it's a shame that he can't stay fit. Well, that's it. It's like I completely rate him. I think he's brilliant. And, you know, Bielsa always rated him, said he was a Champions League quality player. If it was, you know, his injuries and whatnot. But it's, how long have we known that he's injury prone and he's had so many issues and pretty much never coming back? And yet here we are still having to rely on him. And it's, I get, yeah, I can't stand in this situation. But we are, anyway. Man of the match for me. Yeah. I don't know, really. Probably going to go, I don't know. Who am I going to go for? Can't decide. Wober. I'll do. Really? It wasn't his best. Yeah. Why not Bill? Yeah. I love Bill. He's one of them who's had loads of stick in recent weeks. And then hopefully he's back to uh, an even keel now after his goal. It's a good finish, actually. I also thought that he should have dived in. Edward Rocco like a wolf. Didn't he? It was an awkward eight. Yeah, he should have should have flopped it into the net again. Yeah, you can't give it to Wober after that penalty. Give it to Ailing. I'll, I'll, no, yeah. I'll strip, strip for sure of my award. Give it to yeah, you, Bill. You're right, actually, because Wober on that penalty, like every fiber from watching Isaac Isaac, made me think: just stand up, just stand up, just stand up. And diving in was was his answer, which wasn't good. So well, I'm with you on that. Good correction, thanks, Rocker. We'll get Lampard, a in at least one big so. Yeah, Frank Lampard, the only man to fail upwards. They were doing all right, Chelsea, and then. They drew in the end with Forrest. It's incredible how bad he is at management, isn't it? I mean, I can't actually believe his results. He's got, what is it, one win and a draw, and then like seven defeats or something. Absolutely shocking. Yeah, I hear that he's, you know, he says he's going to very carefully select his next managerial job. So, yeah, good on him. He's, a, he's so annoying, isn't he? And there's a graphic that kept going around, and I lost count of what it was up to, but it was something like one or two wins in 20-odd games of, of management, wasn't it? So, granted, Everton's in a, in a mess, but, yeah, I don't know what part of him thought. I know, I'll go back to Chelsea, but there we are. And uh, it's, it's really tight down there with Forrest Everton and Leicester. Everton, in the end, got beaten 3-0, which is good for our the goal-difference situation to Man City and Leicester are playing at the minute yeah I'm what... just checking the score it's nil nil after 16 minutes yeah we really need them to lose and 
Everton have got Wolves, haven't they, next week away. So, I mean, that's pretty much the same as our West Ham game, isn't it? So it's whoever does better out of them two. And then, I don't know, I'd, I'm a bit like Big Sam, really. I'd, I'd sort of take it if we if we go into the last game having a chance. I feel like we need to beat West Ham. I mean, I, I said last week that Newcastle would be must-win if if Forest beat Southampton. But yeah, I, w- I was wrong. They won't must-win. West Ham might not be. We'll find out when we get there. But I don't know. Like, everyone seems to be quite confident of us beating Spurs. But, I mean, I just look at Kane and Son and think, like, that's going to be bloody difficult. Yeah, it's... I mean, it, it was a must-win in the sense of, you know, if we really want a positive chance of being out of this at this moment in time, then must-win was exactly the right thing. But now that we're here, you do sort of think, there's still a chance, there's still a chance, and, and it is the hope that kills you. I know that. But all I'm really thinking that I want out of this is just take it to the last game and see what happens. There would It would be so painful if we're not in it on that last day of the season, especially being at home to Spurs. So, yeah, let's just pray all the results go our way. Yeah, we're able to get something at West Ham and uh, take it to the final day. What are you thinking about Big Sam then? What's your, your appraisal so far? It's so difficult, isn't it, to make a judgment on very limited amount of football you know we're talking three hours of football we've watched under big sam and even then it's been you know a reaction to things that haven't for us and how 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 can you make a judgment on it other than the things that he, he said and i think he's saying all the right things they seem motivated yes it's not what we wanted out of leads for a long term plan for us but where we are right now it kind of does make a lot of sense and I do think he's a good motivator I think the the aspect of him being very au fait with psychology of sport is massively helping and he I really want him to lift players like Bamford because we need them the last two games if he's going to keep playing him he needs to be lifted so I feel all right considering the situation I felt all right with Grazia but looking back on that we all just kind of settled and sense that we were glad that what's the name Schroeder is it Schroeder it wasn't signed and we just got out of the situation of not having a manager so yeah would you like on reflection would you have preferred Big Sam to Gracia yeah I guess so because at the end of the day he's, he's replaced him so yeah you know that that means I guess you have to say yes but then again I'm not convinced that he'd have got more points than Gracia necessarily you know 11 out of 11 you know that not too bad, but yeah, I mean, you know, we we might as well say that we might as well have tried him because <laughs> we we only know the alternative and and that didn't go so great. But yeah, I'm I'm impressed to be honest. Like I I wasn't I wasn't happy, but I think I think he's doing well. I think even like that video. Did you watch the three minute video of them all getting off the bus going into the game? And uh, obviously they've been told to be happy and smiling you know respond to the fans but at the same time you know they still looked to comp- like the body language was like so different to that Bournemouth game you know they do seem to be lifted and they played like they were lifted as well so yeah it it's definitely good and I don't know again got this sort of you know this feeling inside me that you know with West Ham being one of his former clubs it somehow gives us more of a chance of doing something against them uh, as much nonsense as that probably is I'm I'm clinging to it so I'm, I'm having it. So we'll see. 
I agree with that as well, because I think there's part of that with Newcastle and wanting to get some banana as well, because I don't think they feel very fond of him up there. And uh, he celebrated it like a, a madman, didn't he? I was I quite like, I quite liked his celebrations. Good luck. Good fish up into the air. What a man. And uh, so at the minute as well, the under-21s are playing in the Premier League 2 Division Division 2 playoff final, and they were 2-0 up when I joined this call. Ruta had scored and Mullen. Um, yeah. So, 35 million to win the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, there's something weird with that, isn't there? I think you looked to us on Saturday and not been able to bury penalties, which I, lo- I looked at the, st- the stats on that as well, and Bamford's, he's got a 55% hit rate, and Premier League average is about 80% for penalty takers as well, so... Um, anyway, I don't want to dig into that. That's really harsh. Um, but but what I mean is, you know, you've got this this man who was signed for thirty five million, and here he is, or him for the under twenty ones. Yeah, I know something not under. I don't. I don't. I don't. Nah, I, I don't subscribe to the fact that he should be playing because we spent thirty five million on him. I I respect Big Sam's opinion on him. He trains with him week in week out. Same as Grazia. Um, far more than I respect Victor Otter's pathetic opinions. No offense, and, uh, Victor. He's not listening. He's he's probably in Seville, isn't he? Signing a new deal somewhere. What What do you think? Can we get anything out of West Ham? Can we Can we survive? That's the question we need to ask. Yes, yes, definitely we can survive. And yes, we can beat West Ham. They've got a big game on Thursday. I'm thinking that we could finally get a clean sheet and scrape a nice, horrible 1-0 victory. Big Sam special. And we'll all be happy going into the last day. And yeah, like you say, that could be something very, very special. Could be another Bristol Rovers type day. So yeah, let's hope that we have a chance at least. We've got recent happy memories down at London Stadium, whatever it's called. The the fishbowl that it is. And uh, I just want some happy memories again. A Jack Carrison happy would be nice. Just any, any amount of goals that result in as a win would be perfect and... I'm with you, Rocco. Let's take it to the end, to the last game of the season. Let's nail it. Yeah, that's it from us. Thanks for listening. It's been a bit weird recording abroad, walking down the street. Hope the audio comes out all right. It's been nice looking at the pavement for half an hour. Yeah, I realised my camera was the wrong way around. Sorry about that. Yeah, cool. Thanks ever so much for listening, and we'll we'll catch you after the West Ham game. Cheers, everyone. Network.